Welcome. To Arcade Audio. episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See you next man. The couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Where are we sitting? On the what? Hey, maybe you didn't stop putting the fucking pretzels in your mouth, Chewy, and then you'll be able to know what where we're sitting and what words to use. Huh? What? How about that for, uh, for an idea? Huh? Huh? No? You're just going to chomp there? You're just going to sit there and do your taxes nest? You're going to sit there and eat pretzels? You don't even get a plate or a bowl. You complain about me. Fucking laying on blankets, and you look like Jillian walking on blankets with her shoes on, and you just have fucking pretzels sitting there on your blanket, no plate, no napkins. That's why I can't have nothing. you laying on blankets or Jillian walking on blankets because I put my food on my blanket. You would think somebody. Today would, is. You would think that somebody that loves blankets so much and has so many blankets would have some goddamn respect for their blankets. Keep my name out your mouth. I didn't say your name. I, I bet all your blankets hate you. That's cool. What an abusive relationship you have with your blankets. Mm-hmm. You're Virgil, and your blankets are whatever Stalker Channing's character was. It's July 7th, 2020. If you're new here, every single week I find something else in a 13-year span that annoys me and pisses me off about my wife. And I talk about it, and then afterwards we talk about a random movie we watch. And then off of there, I cry myself to sleep every night. It's great. If you're and let listen- me have the soda. I'm going to have some. It's fine. Mm. I don't eat soda. Mm. <laughs> you're going to chug it, mm. and you almost spilled it on yourself because you still have pretzels in your hand. What are you doing? When did you turn into fucking Chunk from the Goonies? When you and Rich lost all that weight. <laughs> had to go somewhere. Today's Tuesday, July 7th. I already did that part already. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that we were recording this uh, the day after we recorded last week. So we're getting a little ahead again. We had to bounce back after getting bogged down watching three movies in a row. That happens. We have like series to watch. It's more difficult for us to kind of get ahead of where we are. We have a big exciting slate of shows coming up for you here over the next few weeks. You know, next week's episode is going to be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is next week. Then we got Surf Ninja, so we're going to go back in the box. going to get back to some nominations before we get back to our Wrap It Up series. Wrap It Up! Which will be uh, a back-to-back Solo and Pacific Rim 2 um, feature. And then we got something else on the horizon after uh, that. So, um... We don't have a lot to talk about up front because we haven't watched or done anything since last week because it was just a day. Um, do you have anything you want to share with the people? Anything that's entertaining and exciting? No, that's a dumb question to ask. But Nope. Dunkin' Donuts is closing 450 stores permanently by the end of the year. <laughs> Jesus do you have a tick or diabetes? What is yeah, this? I'm so hungry. Don't you know. just you should have finished your dinner. I made you some delicious, y'all. If I haven't been talking about what a great cook I've become over the past like year, that's two the years. You're a cook. You should refer to yourself as a chef. So you'll never be great. I'd rather be a cook than a chef because at least a cook is back to their roots. A cook. A, I'm not no. a chef. I, I don't want to fucking have my food go to people that aren't going to appreciate it. In restaurants and shit, I'm a cook. I cook at home, and I enjoy it. You enjoy it. People mm. that come over enjoy it. Huh? Huh? What? Oh, you didn't like my? Oh, you're fine. Fuck you. You are not getting anything delicious that I make ever again. I made some homemade Cincinnati chili tonight. Yeah, Cincinnati chili is not just a, like a bowl of chili. 
you get it's uh, the, the Skyline Chili variety with some yummy uh, spaghetti. And if you want cheese and beans in it, go for it. I just, I'm a fan of the meat and the sauce and, and the, the spaghetti. Uh, I ate a lot of it because I ran today. Ran, I ran, did too. I ran the dopest mile Excuse of me. all time after running with your slow ass. Um, hey, yo, I'm on day two. You can't be so mean to me. You've been like doing this, very well. This podcast has been four minutes of you shitting on me, and that's really hurtful. It's really hurtful. You shouldn't have had the pretzels and like it. Every time, if we start the podcast and you don't have anything for me to make fun of, you still do. Fine. You still no. find something to make fun of, or you're just mean. It's not making fun of me. You're just being mean to me. Like earlier today, you were just so mean to me because I beat you at a game. Well, that's that's, that's my way. That's uncalled for. That is my way. Of to... making sure no one plays with you again. No, that is my way I can tell of you're an only child. dealing with you're the only child. I was not an only child. Tell you were raised as an only child. No, I was she was not. out of the house. When I was you, not. No, during like I'm just a competitive person. That's mm. different. You're an only child. Yeah, I'm still nicer about it than you. You have your moments. You're a prick. <laughs> Move on. Man, I don't want to do this segue. Speaking of pricks, let's get into today's podcast. Uh, no, it's a, that's a bad segue. I apologize. Uh, so today's podcast it was one that was requested. Uh, we talked about last week. Our good friend and former guest on the show, Tom Burkholder, didn't get the opportunity to nominate a movie being a guest on the show. So we did the entire How to Train Your Dragon film series for him. Uh, this movie we technically broke two rules with because not only was it uh, somebody that was on the show that had requested it um, for a make good, your, your good, close, personal friend, Carly Coffee, but also she bought it for us. And the rule is, you buy us a movie, it gets automatically put into rotation. So I want to let everyone know, up we're front, sorry. we're sorry, if you buy and send us a movie, I'll hunt you down if it's bad. We will automatically watch it as soon as possible, as soon as the schedule allows. Same thing for, write us a review on iTunes, write us a review wherever you get your podcast, uh, send us an email that we can share on the show, just whatever it is, send us your feedback, because we know you're listening. With a movie, if we own that movie, then it will automatically go into the rotation. Uh, as this movie today has done, to Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. I believe it is my turn to read the box. It is your turn to read the so box. Read the box. Attitude is everything. Swayze, Snipes, and Leguizamo are absolutely fabulous, says the Boston Herald. Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, and John Leguizamo star as three quote-unquote girls who just want to have fun in a hilarious comedy about repairing broken hearts, broken dreams, and broken nails. En route from New York City to Hollywood for a drag queen beauty pageant, Noxima, Snipes, Vita, Swayze, and Chi-Chi Leguizamo are forced to take an unwelcome detour when their 1967 Cadillac convertible breaks down. Stranded in the tiny Midwestern town of Snydersville, the three try to make the best of their unfortunate circumstance. And when their glitz and glamour wake up the sleepy local citizens, the stage is set for an outrageously funny weekend. Also starring Stocker Channing and Blythe Danner, this marvelous mix of flamboyant fun and unrefined simpleness erupts into plenty of laughs in, quote, the best comedy of the year, says Interview. Damn, I'm on fire, baby! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! I'm on fire. Episode 302, so it's the start of our new and our final, and I'm saying it final because I don't want to just be able to go back and mumble through these at 350. Uh, film reading challenge, The Marine versus Underworld. Pride goeth before the fall. I know it's early, but hey, I get a lead, and I just hang on to that lead, baby. So, yes. I've never seen this movie before. I've seen this movie a few times. It's one of Carly Carly? and I. Yes, with Carly. The first time I saw it, I was with Carly. So one of our favorite movies. Um, So what did you think? So I knew nothing about it beyond, you know, you see the poster and you see what it's going to be about. 
Um, I always assumed, I had in my head a preconceived notion that it's Hollywood in the mid-90s, and it's a comedy, and it involves drag queens. I was like, well, this is going to be just your typical ha-ha-hee-hee men in drag. I thought it was like Bosom Buddies, almost, where like they were forced to go in drag Mm -hmm. to like they're on the run from something, Mm -hmm. or any of those drag queen tropes, right? Um, Even far down is, like, you want to go down to Tootsie. Like, they're hiding out, you know, to better themselves, and then they learn who they are, and yada, yada, yada. So the movie starts, and Patrick Swayze steps out of a a shower and a towel. I'm like, well, I already know who this movie's for. Um, And then, like, he's applying the makeup. I'm like, oh, damn, okay. Like, this is, this isn't, like... This is them living their Anybody forced to do it, this isn't... You know, for for the the sake of laughs, because of men in dresses, ha ha ha. This wasn't anything but like these. Yeah, this is how they choose to live their life. And I was like, well, that's refreshing, especially for like for nineteen ninety five. Like, yeah. and this movie, like this movie is twenty five years ago. And like, I this already, movie was twenty five years ago. I already feel like it's, it's crazy, and it's it's probably more progressive and better than what's being made like today. I mean, it, the, in a way, there is a I lot. Agree. There's we, a lot. Of we've got course. we've we've come a long way. We still have a long way to go. But the fact that um, in this movie lays out the difference between transvestites and transsexuals and drag queens. You know, and Wesley Snipes reads Chi-Chi the Riot Act in the car about it um, earlier on in the movie. Uh, but you know, with all the the trans forward projects and people in Hollywood, all these movies that are getting lambasted and having people drop mm-hmm. out of them because they're getting casted for being the wrong race or the wrong gender or the wrong you know wh- whatever it is, um, it is a good positive start. Um, but this. This still seems to be a little bit more forward. Is there still... Does the movie have to have a villain who is, like, homophobic and... And racist. Racist and and everything else? Yes. And that could have just been them filming Chris Penn on the sets. (laughs) And they're like, just just make it the character. But I think, I mean, it was... But but it it, it feels... I think this also hits really hard in light of everything that's been going on in our world. And, um... I don't know if we've said on the show before what big allies we are to the LGBTQIA community, but we're really big allies to it. Um, and so anything that happens, you know, hurts our hearts, you know, and I, and I wish that there was more we could do. And the fact that this movie sh- showed that there were people like that, um, like Chris Penn's character and to an extent, like those hillbilly Trump boys in the town. Um, like, that hasn't gone away in 25 years. No. And that's really sad, but I think that... And it's sadly it not going to go it. away for probably another 2,500 yeah. years. Yeah, but I, I, I like a couple of the ways that this movie handled it, right? Like, um, first, the like audacity of... Um, that the people who he was reporting the crime to, mm. oh, you got beat up by a girl, and like yeah. laughing. Like, that, and then just the way that the town at the end, like, stood up, like, like that's, like, my dream. Like, that's why I think I love this movie, because it's so, like, heartwarming that, like, all these people came together. Like, it didn't matter. Like, these people, as people, regardless of whether they're men, women, white, black, yeah. Spanish, whatever it is, like change their lives like for the better and they embrace that and that's what i think that this movie like you said is so progressive and was so ahead of its time um because of that yeah it it doesn't yeah it's it's really sweet yeah and fun and harmless uh i was surprised how much i i liked it i it's not a movie that I would watch over and over again. What? Because it's not necessarily... No. I, I don't think it's a laugh-out-loud movie. I did find myself laughing in a few parts. Yeah, there are some parts. Like, when he grabs the guy... Like, when he, like, teaches the guy manners by grabbing... Oh, Wesley Snipes beats dick. up Alias's ass? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, there, there's a few parts. I, I do 
think the tone shifts a little bit too much at times. So like I have like two or three moments in my notes where I was like, this is fairly innocent and harmless. And then the very next scene is Chris Penn dropping the N-bomb and the S-bomb and then like trying to rape Patrick Swayze's character. I'm like, Jesus, like this tension-filled three minutes was just bookended by some pretty like fairly very fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, For sure. And then same thing later on, like, so as I referenced earlier on, you know, when they get to this small town, they're taken in by this really, like, shy, reserved housewife. And the reason she is is because her husband constantly is beating on her and, and treating her like shit. And there's a couple moments where, like, that's, like, those scenes are, like, about to happen or those scenes are on the precipice. Like, he's throwing a pot of spiced up gumbo or something. Or even when uh, Vita, Patrick Swayze's character, like, finally, like, beats the crap out of him. Kicks down that door. Like, the music isn't necessarily right. Or, like, you immediately go into something that's a little bit too light. And I'm like, you need to tackle that. But sometimes you got to ease into them. Or you got to find the right way to kind of come out of them. Like, this movie is, is a comedy Right? No, yeah, it's absolutely a comedy. But it could be like a... No, it is, I don't think it gets that deep into it. Well, I mean, but it could have. You know? But I think that you're right. It did toe the line a lot between, like, the seriousness and the comedy and, like, wanting to keep that through line of comedy even when they were talking about, you know, getting beat up or when Chris I... Penn was going to rape or, like... I get like that. even the line like when Chris Penn was like assaulting um Patrick Swayze's character Vita, like he puts his hand up the dress and Patrick Swayze's like, Get your hand off my dick and like yeah. punches him. Well you know what I mean? Yeah. And it and Did you read the trivia on that by the way? Oh, uh, that he put a corn on the corn on the cob up his pants, so yeah. his reaction was legitimate. But, man, Patrick Swayze, rest in peace. Patrick Swayze I feel like had the best sense of humor. Patrick Swayze seems to be pretty pretty dope. Uh, he was seems to also be pretty serious as well. So I think this... he takes his craft seriously because I think he and John Linguizamo got into a lot of arguments because of how much John Linguizamo improvised. Yeah. So I think Patrick Swayze is great, fun-loving guy, but is like, we got a job to do. Like, we yeah. have to do it. I think that is very similar to yeah. the character he played, yeah. to be quite honest. But um, well, also the story of like him and Dirty Dancing, him and Jennifer Grey not getting along, and then eventually them yeah. like figuring it out and, and whatnot. But there was also... I, I love reading these stories about, like, this movie, and I know I've I've seen, like, interviews. Not that he's the best frame of reference anymore, unfortunately. Dustin Hoffman and Tootsie. Um, I want to say maybe Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire as well. Like, all these stories about men being women in movies and how deeply it affected them. And, like, in this movie, all three of them, like, burned their dresses, burned their wigs, burned everything because, like, they just couldn't do it anymore. And I'm like... Yeah, it sucks being a woman. <laughs> like, it's it's I'm a gonna hard. Play my song. No, we don't have the right. It's a hard fucking thing to do on a day in and day out basis. This is what guys are doing for four months. Was this shoot? That's probably a pretty long shoot for a comedy. But like, it's it goes to show how easy we have it. Right. Well, and and I don't know. I've been lately getting into watching a lot of like drag makeup videos and the transformations that they do Mm -hmm. and I've been a woman my entire life and I if you know me you know I'm not (laughs) a makeup guru no you do it in the car I can't remember the last time I wore heels um I'm not a girly girly but the reason you don't is because you fell down in those heels and got a concussion no, I didn't. Why are you just making up mean stories about me? But I watch like tra- uh, I've watched these transformation videos, and just to see the amount of work that they put into it and the time lapse yeah. that they do, it's insane. And um, one of my friends at work and I, we talked about this um, quite a bit. Uh, what the art of drag is and a lot of hate that the that the drag queen community get and you know it's just supposed to be this larger than life persona Mm -hmm. and that's what it's been made to be now where they 
come in like these costumes and like with RuPaul's Drag Race. Shout out to RuPaul on this, by the way. It's one of the first things that she did. Also, her character name was Rachel Tension. <laughs> I noticed that in the credits. Rachel Tension. I heard maybe. it like when she was like uh, unveiled. I think she's also wearing like a Confederate flag dress as well. I don't know. As like a parody of whatever, and it's just like that's a whole lot to deal with right yeah, now. Yeah, but don't I have mean, time. even on like like on RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff, like they make them so big and and yeah. such big characters that sometimes we tend to forget that there are people who live like that on a daily right like yes this was about them road tripping because they won a drag queen contest and they were going to enter another drag queen contest but we forget that what's that over there oh that's her jacket um that we forget that they're that they chose to live like that every day Mm -hmm. you know like they didn't have to road trip across america in drag essentially but they they did um, one, because that's the movie. But two, because that's sometimes that's how some people want to live their lives. They want to be true to themselves as, and be as authentic as possible, as often as possible. And so I think this movie did a really good job of um, highlighting that, even though things are very different than they were 25 years ago, but things are very similar yeah. as to what they were 25 years ago. So So... I think it it does a good job. I'm sure we'll see some ones that don't do such a good job portraying. I don't know if we will. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Have you been to a drag show before? Yes, we were at a drag show together. Oh, you were at, with? At Hamburger Mary's. Hamburger Mary's yes, the one I, I was with to. you. I've been to others besides that. And my mom and dad go to like Bitchy Bingo mm-hmm. like once every few months. I don't know if they still have it up right now, but they used to go. There and yeah, cool. I also grew up in Miami. My aunt lives on South Beach, so true. Seen a lot of drag. Very true. Drag shows. You what? was Hamburger Mary. Is that the only one you've been to? Yeah. The only one to? Yeah. Yeah. Anything you don't like about the movie? Well, let's get into some of these parts of the movie. Um. Well, I mean, I don't like some of the characters like right, i but don't like the characters that's that's the, that's the intended like purpose the yes i know um no i think overall i mean there's not a lot to not like about it i for me at least i mean i just love how like these like men's men are the ones who did it you know like it was a hot commodity from what i read like yeah there were a lot Liguizamo of people. and snipes were in like immediately Snipes is particularly surprising. It's it is, and and I I don't know, like Wesley I think Snipes that's so cool. Has a he has quite a resume. He has a resume and he has a reputation, uh, in that he's not an easy person necessarily to work with. There's been a few people he's apparently been abusive on set before this and after this. Of course, not a great pa- ta- taxpayer. Um, well, obviously. But this is like, he's like an action superstar right here, you know? Yeah, yeah. He... There's another fucking movie where he plays basketball, and he's supposed to be great at it, and he looks like shit playing it every oh fucking movie. Oh my god, movie. I love that scene, though, of them playing the basketball. I thought that was great. I think Wesley Snipes has played basketball in every movie he's ever been in. I'm sure I'm going to go no, back and rewatch. Blade. To go back. I have you seen Blade? No, I haven't seen Blade. You don't know? Chris Christopherson sure. with the alley-oop. He didn't play it in Major League. I, I, that was the joke I was about to say before you oh. had before you went on Blade. Um, but where were we saying before? Oh, but um, yeah, but the Navita character, like a bunch of like I saw Robert Downey Jr., I saw Matthew Broderick, um, and then Swayze came in and did like a thirty minute uninterrupted monologue, like in drag, just about whatever. Like he really wanted. No, it he, I it. know. Yeah, he talked about. Being bullied, yeah, um, oh, in doing Texas ballet. for doing ballet, yeah. which he did, right, which is like a true, true to life thing. Um, but... And then Robin Williams was also at one point talking about it, and then of course he has an uncredited cameo in this randomly. And it's John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Just I love a, just that. Such a random scene, and just know, it's just the crazy frenetic energy that you miss with him in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have 
a, a lot. I, I, I do have a problem with a few performances, which we'll get to here in a minute. Like I said, a lot of my stuff is tone. Some stuff is played up serious. Some stuff is played for laughs. I think some stuff is it gets a little too sitcom-y in terms of how quickly stuff escalates and it gets resolved. Um, there's some odd parts, like like when Chris Penn's at the bar after he can't find Vita. He's telling like this really odd bar monologue before Virgil gets there. There's just some odd choices with with that, but then there's some other stuff that I think is really, you know, like I said, sweet and some good messages behind it. An appropriate Spartacus send up, because Spartacus, for lack of a better term, is like a drag queen gay icon movie <laughs> because of just watch Spartacus. Of course it is. Um, so I, th- I thought that was that was sweet at the end. There's a lot of good, like, that women in this movie. There are, like, three or four women in this. It's like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's Gwyneth Paltrow's mom from uh, Meet the Parents. Oh, yeah, it's the mom from A Christmas Story. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's Ray Finkel's mom from... It's just a bunch of moms. Ray Finkel's mom from Ace Ventura. There's uh, there's the lady, there's Helen, who gets blown up on in Speed. There's, like, all, all those characters in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was also I love movies like that where like I just recognize people and I get to watch them like do more things. Um, yeah, there there is some there is some cringe. I have. I know it's necessary to establish like villains, but I still hate seeing. Things like at one point, Chris Penn, after he gets laughed out of like his interview, makes and I'm just quoting the movie or the piece of paper. He makes a list that's like places for homos. Yeah, and it's like him going to like ballet, flower flower shop, shop, antique store. Like that, I didn't like that. I meant to write. Oh, I have that here in my notes. Like I did not like. It's just yikes, you know. And again, it's coming from the villain's perspective, the villain's point of view. So you're not agreeing with it, but there's got to be a way around that to not send up the stereotypes for anybody that's watching it that... Like, I cringed when he said those things. Yeah, well, and again, you're, you're supposed to. I know you're supposed to, but so I guess it's, it's effective. But it's still, there, there's a level of cringe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's stuff I maybe just don't want to have to deal with. Yeah, like, I don't want to have to see it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you could have found another reason to, like, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but, I mean, I, I just think that this movie's good. Like, other than that, was there anything else you didn't like? Because I, I just... I, I have a couple, there like were I said, a couple lot of performances. scenes that I really loved. Go, go for it. Um, and um, lines that are just my favorite. Um, when I really... Loved watching, like, the seriousness, like, the serious optimism of Vita, and then, like, the serious, like, uh, negativity of Noxima, Mm -hmm. and, like, then Chi-Chi being just, like, this little, like, ball of energy and, um, and everything. I thought that was really good, fun-loving and stuff. Um, but the line, my favorite line in the whole movie is when... She's going to hitchhike when she's going to hitchhike. Yeah. And she's like, you don't know me very well, do you, Creepella? I'm like the Latin Marilyn Monroe. I have more legs than a bucket of chicken. I think that that's the best line. I love that line. Um, so I thought that was really good. And I love when they're in the town and Noxima's chasing the old lady. And, like, they're running. Like, she's walking and she's chasing her. Yeah. And the lady, like, does a you. And she's like, did you just do a Yui? Like, come back here. Like, I just thought that that was so funny. Like, there's just some moments there that I find, like, so funny. And so, I just think that they're beyond its time, I think, really. I think we've talked about that this entire episode so far. <laughs> well, MVP and LVP, what do you, what do you have here? I have... I have thoughts and opinions, obviously, but this is your well, obviously. I think it's a two-person race for MVP, for me, personally. I'm leaning one way. Man, you just you just don't like John Leguizamo. No, he's one of the two, actually. Oh, really? He is one of the two, yes. Hmm. 
Tim and Swayze for me. Okay. So, oh, you didn't like Snipes' performance? So Snipes was the first person I wrote down for LVP because early on, like a couple, the uh, first couple of scenes, number one, he is the roughest looking drag queen I've I ever seen like, in my entire life. I know one of my life. first notes was like, like you really, you like, can do better? Like the very first, like like in the competition, and I'm nobody, I'm nowhere to judge. I made it, I've made an ugly woman before. Um, but like, you're showing like a baker's dozen drag queens. And it's like, okay, well, he's 13. Like, he's at the last. Because all the rest are done yeah. up all. And, like, that is Wesley Snipes like, with just some big-ass lashes you, and a wig on. You can you tell. You can tell it's Wesley Snipes. Yes. In, in a wig yes. and a dress. exactly. And I don't know if that was the point. And it but seemed, I don't think it's the point. Because the point of drag is to not be able to he tell. He seemed like more of a parody than the other two characters. Specifically early and then throughout the movie. Now, he settles in later. Like like you referenced earlier when he's in the town crotch clawing um, the oh, yeah, the yeah. Hitler youths and <laughs> uh, who they're perfectly fine with later on they've been harassing women for God knows how long in this town and then well strawberry social what the fuck's a strawberry social does everyone hangs out and eat strawberries that's all it is well yeah cool pass um, but he settles in. He, the, my problem is that he doesn't have the grace and the control that Patrick Swayze does as a character, and he just doesn't have the charisma and the energy that John Leguizamo has. So he's. I not, think that's a fair. Statement. He's ultimately not my LVP. I have two other people who who passed him, but he was the first person I wrote down because it was he a had rough a start shaky for him. Start, yeah, yes. but I think he did come into his own, and I think he he had a character, and I I think he was true to that character the entire time. Um, I I just. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see your points, though, on yeah. that. So, so who, who was your I MVP? Mean, I, I think Swayze did a great job. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to find something Patrick Swayze doesn't do well. Um, but, I mean, like, in this, like, the emotion and the way he held himself while he was portraying Vita, I think he did a good job. Of that, but I also think John Leguizamo did a great job portraying Chi-Chi um, with just, like, the attitude and, you know, just being free and everything. So I, I don't I don't know. It's tough call. I agree. Um, I think, like, Chi-Chi was written more comedic and, and to have more of those, you know, like, like had the romance, had, you know... I think the oh, movie... you talk honky, like, you know. I know Snipes was first built over Swayze. That's how big Wesley Snipes was when this yeah, movie came this out. This was after Demolition Man. This was all of it. Like he was, yeah, he was. He was like everything. a huge star at the moment. Um, he. I lean towards Swayze. Yeah. It's for me because if I'm doing, if I can use, if I can use wins upon replacement as a sports stat. I feel like you could get somebody else's Leguizamo and would still be maybe funny, but Swayze is so committed and is so in it the whole time. Mm. Whereas Chi-Chi gets a little bit too out there, like the subplot with Party of Five. Um, you know, is a Billy little... Billy Ray Donovan. <laughs> Billy know. Ray Donovan. If uh, if Miley's dad and the Gators coach had a baby, <laughs> Billy Ray Donovan, um, I'm more inclined to go with Swayze over Leguizamo. Okay. Also, because we give it to Leguizamo, that's his third MVP, and that would just be a mind-boggling stat. <laughs> so, so we'll go with Patrick Swayze. Uh, that will be his second MVP in the podcast. His first coming from Point Break. So he will join our multi-time MVP list. I'll read that quickly because it's been a while since we've had one. Our multi-time MVPs, we are about 36 at the time. Um, the twos with Patrick Swayze, William Holden, Adam Sandler, Josh Gad, Reese Witherspoon, Joseph Gordon-Limit, Dwayne Johnson, Sylvester Stallone, Burgess Meredith, Rose Byrne, Dana Carvey, Henry Thomas, Michael Fosbender, George Clooney, Tim Curry, John Candy, Harrison Ford, Ryan Gosling, Kevin Hart, Anthony Michael Hall, Dustin Hoffman, Michael Keaton, the aforementioned John Leguizamo, Steve Martin, Al Pacino, Peter Sellers, Daniel Stern, and Sigourney Weaver. 
The Threes, Robin Williams, again aforementioned. Wow. Emma Stone. What a great group. Uh, Carl Weathers are the Threes. And then uh, Four and Above, Bill Murray with Four, Samuel L. Jackson with Four, Hugh Jackman with Four, James McAvoy with Four, and your all-time leader with Five is Tom Hanks. That's a great so list. It's, it's a very good list. I mean, it's it's it makes sense. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of duds on there. Um, uh, also, quickly, just because we're running shorter than usual, uh, nobody's going to get added to this. I believe today, uh, the multi-time LVP list is just four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen names. Uh, nobody's gotten three LVPs yet. All just two timers: Elijah Wood, David Spade, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Connelly, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Marston, Sylvester Stallone, Sigourney Weaver, Jennifer Coolidge, Brad Garrett, Judge Reinhold, Corey Feldman, Rebel Wilson, and Jason Bateman. And then the people that have gotten both an MVP and an LVP on the podcast: uh, Sigourney Weaver and Sylvester Stallone have each done that twice. Uh, Douglas Seal, Joe Pesci, Jason Lee, Dom DeLuise, Pierce Brosnan, Adam Sandler, Dustin Hoffman, John Malkovich, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Andy Garcia, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jamie Foxx, and Rebel Wilson. Are those that have done an MVP? That's a weird MVP. ass list. It's a very weird list. It's a very weird list. That one's a weird There's ass some that are list. not worthy at all, and there's some that are that are, and you know who those people are. Uh, so yeah, so MVP Patrick Swayze, LVP. Who you got for LVP? Man, I now mean, here's a difficult thing with LVP, and you already kind of touched on it earlier. It's differentiating the character from the performance. bad character like and I, bad character performance. Like Chris Penn does a good job with that character. Right, right, the, exactly. Yeah. Like he did it so well. The guy that's Virgil, I think, does a good job with that character. I actually think he was very good as that yeah. character. He had a lot of like weird little ticks and idiosyncrasies. I was like, kind of intrigued as to what made that. Even at the end, when he kind of was like smiling at, like, what his wife had become and done before he just went up and left. I, I thought he was good. So I have two. I'm more interested to see what you end up going with. Um, I mean, I don't know, because I don't think any of, like, the townspeople did enough, like, the women in the town. Oh, do you disagree with me? Well, it depends on how far we're going for townspeople. I was gonna say just like the women who like did the makeover and stuff like with them, uh, like the bit line ones and stuff. No, I don't think I have any. No, no. Yeah, of them. like like I don't think like they didn't like they were harmless really. Mm-hmm. Blythe Dan are harmless. The guy who played Joe harmless. You know, like mm-hmm. like those weren't I don't think integral to the story. So, you know, it's like that was fine. Um, the you know. Backstreet Boy wannabes were fine. You know, they did what they were supposed to do, just like the villain. Um, man, who do you have? I have two. Do you have Stalker Channing on your list? I have Stalker God Channing. Dang. But Stalker Channing's so great. In other things, I don't think she's great in this. I think she's pretty bland in this. Yeah, she didn't really make an impression. If I didn't know Stalker Channing, I wouldn't have remembered and, her. And... We talked, like, character versus character performance. Like, even when that character is having, like, revelations, like, when she comes out dressed like Vita to start the Spartacus parody, and when um, Vita kicks Virgil out and they're drinking about, like, like who gets a pass or whatever, uh, you know, when they're drinking about men. She's just very dull to me. Like, she doesn't give it anything. And, like, it's fucking Rizzo. Like, you know, like, she's got it in her. She's there for a reason, and she's just not in it at the moment. So she was one, and then late charge for me was a girl that played Bobby Lee. I'm like, man, this bland bitch. I'm going to fuck John Leguizamo as a woman before her, both well, in personality and in looks. That's what was happening. That was all, yeah, exactly. Even when she got made up, I was like, nah, I'm going to go back to Chi-Chi. <laughs> Man, she was just a little girl. Not really. That bitch is 50 years old. Now? Yeah, so well, you take... she was 25. Exactly. The whole time I was like, is she supposed to be like 10? Or is she supposed to be like 20? So those those would be my two. Oh, if, I, if I had to give it to somebody. I really would lean towards Stalker Chaining just from a... She's fourth build. She gets time. And she doesn't make the most of it. Even her last like little interaction at the end, when Vita's leaving, she's like, "I don't see you as a man or a woman. I see you as an angel." Like 
it's just very flat to me. Like, they're mm-hmm. goodbye. Like, don't give her that Julie Newmar picture. She doesn't deserve it. She just got punched in the face a couple times. <laughs> You're going to give her a frame photo of Julie Newmar? Julie Newmar is also a third because it literally at the end of the movie, it's just a herd, her totally surgically repaired face just not even saying any words and oh just my looking God, you're like so mean. it was you know at the end of the movie was like that that's the namesake of the movie i also hate the name of the movie i have to say it i just i don't like the name of the movie what get the fuck out of what? the house i don't know what else to name it but i wouldn't name it the the phrase from the damn... But that's the whole point. It's a good omen. It's supposed to bring them joy and luck, and that's what they decided to live their life by. Like, that's the whole thing. I thought it was so great how they did it, how they came up with it, because it's based off of real-life things. Like, you, how many restaurants do you go to where you see all of the pictures with all of the... Oh, hash, hash, a go-go. When you go to the front, you well, just hash, see, hash, like... Oh, hash, go-go. There's so many of them, though, especially when... In... I know. New York and in Vegas and stuff like that. Like, I mean, that's a really, that's a relatable thing. I think probably more so in 1995 than now when no one can go to a restaurant. Especially if you live in Miami-Dade County. (laughs) Dating this. Um, So, you know, I I enjoy it. I think it makes it unique. And I uh think that it, you know... Shows us the like the the importance of it when in the beginning when they see the picture and they keep it and then that kind of carries it through the whole time. I think it's great. So, so, who's so your... you're wrong. Um, LVP. I guess Doctor Channing. I, you make a good point. And you don't have anybody else. So. No, I don't. I don't. I and and I think like this podcast is so short too. I know we normally go on and on about things, but. One, this is a really hard subject to get like into. So oh, we didn't have like, a long intro either, so that's also why. Nitty gritty, yeah, because you were so mean that you made me cry. We just recorded yesterday. We didn't watch anything else. I, do we have anything we did today? Yeah. But also, you beat like, me to game. Movie, we ran. The end. This movie also, it. I mean, it just has so. It, it's not controversial at all. There's not a lot that we disagree on, because there's not really. Like, there's not a lot that you can't like about this movie like good music i mean it's good music overall good acting good story Mm -hmm. like funny scenes like i think it had a lot of comedy in it it was number one at the box office but still didn't make a lot of money got some golden globe nominations but was not well reviewed really it was not mid the mid the high 30s kind of like a culty classic yeah there's been rumors they're Mm -hmm. redoing it or they're doing broadway yeah they're doing a musical yeah they're going to do it for Broadway, which I think will be fabulous if Broadway ever opens up again. So Put it on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Release <laughs> all the musicals on Disney+, Plus, please. Oh God, God. That would be amazing. But yeah, I just, like, this is just such a feel-good movie. I love it. I love it. And like I said, the lines just make me smile thinking about them and some of the scenes. Like, I just loved it when they were like, Going into the hotel, and then it was because it was women's basketball, and they fit right in. Like, I just thought that was so funny. It was delightful. I'm so glad that you liked it. I liked it. Oh, Carly will be so happy to know that you liked it. I did. It was easier to get through than fucking three dragon movies. (laughs) Fuck you, Tom. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't listen to this. It's fine. Uh, Let him listen to this part, Carly. Um, Score. It was a special, so it, whoever can score first. I I mean, I have mine. Yeah. Like I said, it's sweet. It's harmless. It tells a, a better story than what most things nowadays yeah. are telling. It's uh, true. On the same subject matter, good performances, the tone, and a lack of legit LOL moments for me ultimately Needed dropped a down a little focus, bit. Yeah. yeah, um I'm gonna give it a seven. A seven. I gave it an eight and a half. I figured yours would be a little high. Ooh, excuse me. I mean a lot of it is like nostalgia and like the importance to me and Carly. Um but I just remember like us saying that line over and over again. So it's official it's officially ranked Sweet. higher than all three Australian <laughs> Dragon movies. <laughs> so Carly wins. <laughs> That's your fault though. I put it right in the middle of, of all of them. But I, it's a fair, you know, to each his own. But uh, Yeah, to each his own. I mean, they were good movies, but this has some other sentiment to me. 
And I laughed at more things. Like, I, I cannot quote... I, like, I can't quote the dragon movies. I can't tell you a quote from the dragon movies. But I could tell you all day about I'm the Latin Marilyn Monroe. I got more legs than a bucket of chicken. What I mean, are you... So, uh, what am I? Yeah. In terms you're, of you're what? You're the Jewish what? What? So like, I'm not. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be talking. Like so, if she, so, Chichi is to the Latin Marilyn Monroe and having more legs than a bucket of chicken. Samantha is to the Jewish what and has more what than what. I don't know how to answer this question without incriminating myself about a couple things. <laughs> and no, I don't even know who you're referring to, so I'm very curious. <laughs> me neither. Uh, <laughs> But I wouldn't say that I'm like, like, here's the problem. I'm Jewish, right? I mm-hmm. know I'm Jewish, and I, I'm, I celebrate the high holidays and things like that. But I'm not super religious, so sometimes it makes me, like, halt when my adjective is Jewish something. Well, I didn't Because it's not else. an adjective, right, but it's not an adjective that I actively right. describe myself as. I mean, you got more mouth than a miniature golf clown, so that'd be the second half of it. Perfect. What would your drag name be? It'd have to be something clever, like like some of their names are, like Rachel Tension. Um, man, I don't know. I'm thinking. Wants to kind of like summarize everything. I think we. I think I'd be a really good drag queen, actually. I think I, I think I could do it. You could. You. Could. We should do no, it. I'm good. Let's shave your no, face. No. No, because when I shave my face, Jillian calls me Daddy Handsome, and I'm going to start being a drag queen. Fuck, you going to call me Daddy Handsome. All right, Daddy Handsome. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. Daddy Handsome. Daddy Handsome. No, but you're supposed to be a woman. Like, you'd be a woman if you did drag, so. Mommy Handsome. No. I originally was going to say Queen James. (laughs) James. Okay. Queen James. Queen James. I like that. Cool. Well, that's where. Well, no, that's that's where that dies and ends right there. Why not? We could. I, I just got a lot of free time back, and I don't want to have people like, oh, what are you doing after Potswell? And I'm, I'm in the drag scene. Oh, like racing? No. <laughs> the other one. But no, I think you'd be good. Could you walk in heels, though? No. Oh, you know how I couldn't find fucking seats? socks that fit me today to run in. You think I'm going to find 13-inch stilettos? No, not 13-inch stilettos. You, size 13. Size 13 pumps? I mean, you know how expensive those would be? You'd have to get them specially made. Yeah, and I don't want to have to go through that. I'm arguing with somebody about Funkos in New York right now. I'm going to have to deal with somebody making me custom-made stilettos. I'm good. Next week, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And then we get back to our regularly scheduled programming lineup. No more specials for a little bit of time. We had a. I was updating the list because we're already halfway through the year, so we're halfway to the Mullet Awards at the end of the year. Oh my Man, god! It's, it's such a weird like because of the wrap it up thing. There's just so many sequels. There's just so much to like dr- like. There's so dig much. through. We we've done a lot already. We might break our all time record in terms of movies we've watched for the year. Really? Well, there was that one year I think it was 2015 where we were doing two episodes a week because the podcast was still new and fresh. There wasn't a lot to watch on TV, which there's still not. Uh, at the moment, we are currently at, we've watched 34 movies, officially, so far. Really? Yes. Um, so, and we are basically exactly the midway point, so we're on pace to do about 64, 65. But I can tell you for a fact that we have, uh, with the Wrap It Up series, some sequels coming up. And The Leprechaun. The Leprechaun, October. that's eight movies right there. So that's, that's eight movies in October. We had a four-pack coming up as well soon. Um, so yes, we got, we got a lot. We got a lot to, uh, to get through. So if we can bring like 70 movies in a year, that'd be good. That means we can end this podcast a few couple years earlier when we're like in our 60s. Corona. Uh, <laughs> or because of Corona. Yeah, whichever, whichever works. Oh, man, there's got to be a drag queen out there named, like, Corona that's just pissed. <laughs> oh, I was pissed. Let me tell you the scene I was pissed off in. When they were at the car dealership, and they picked the Cadillac over the Corolla. Because Which, it's cheap and fuel efficient. Yeah, but They no, would have already been in Hollywood. 
Yeah, but nobody wants to be inside of it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Uh, the Battle of the Networks is still going on strong there. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies. At Married W Movies on Twitter. And Facebook.com slash Married with Movies. If you don't know what that was referenced to, it was something I was trying to avoid Samantha having to talk about on this podcast. Her stint as the closest thing she's ever been to being a drag queen when she was an improvising hoe in college called Hoprov. Her character was Corolla. She was cheap and fuel efficient. She was the dumb one in the group. Um, because Acting. she likes a challenge. Um... What did you say? This was 36 movies for the year? 34. This one's 34. Mm-hmm. 34th movie we watched mm-hmm. for the year. And all time it's what? I don't know exactly. In the 60s at least. We watched 60 movies for the year? Uh, for, for all time? <laughs> what? We're episode 302. No, what are you talking about? So I think the I... most we've done in a year was no, about I'm saying, 65. Like, all time, how many episodes have we how many movies have we watched up to now? Oh, I have to go to IMDb. I could go we up to IMDb. We probably watched what? Maybe what? I, I can tell you exactly. Hold on one second. Maybe uh, IMDb cuz I, I track all of our ratings on IMDb. Maybe 400. So, uh 339 that was with Aladdin is the last one, so I'm a few behind. Uh one was Aladdin. Aladdin was 298, I think. I'm trying to do quick research and math over the Phone. Yeah, it was two ninety eight. So, so that means eleven, and so uh, so that's one, two, uh, so six more. So we've watched three hundred and forty five movies. Cool, that's been all for Married with Movies. You will not catch me watching another fucking movie for this show. It's a series wrap. This is a series wrap. You're such a dick. Drink some more water. That was a good line. It was a terrible line. It was cruel. It meant nothing but mean huh. to me. Yeah, I drank all the fucking soda. You didn't leave a sip of the soda? No. Nope. Yeah. Didn't you see me drinking it while you said that line? I said, oh, fuck that. I'm not going to leave you any of my soda. You shouldn't be having any. Maybe you should not be eating more. See, it's not nice when somebody's cruel to you. It's not a necessary comment. Man, you're just laughing. Like, it doesn't even upset you, bro. I'm a little upset about the soda. Yeah, but you didn't have to be so mean. Like That was the funny line. I couldn't pass that line up. You could have passed the line up. You could have passed it up. That's funny. That's so mean. No, it's not that mean. Not that mean. It's really mean. It's not that mean. It's not that mean. We had sex yesterday. For a mullet. This is mullet. Signing off for this week's episode of Married Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. Ha! Ha-ha! Please tell me you're editing that out. Nope! <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. And where is the body? Move over, mother. Because I'm going faster. Faster. Than you. Than you. Can try. Can try. The body's beautiful, baby. That's right. I just can't help it. Yeah, it's not my fault. I was the one. I was right. born this way. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.